Hi, and welcome to a Conversation with a Friend podcast. This is a place where others may share their stories relating to overcoming obstacles, successes, failures, and of course, the lessons learned. I'm your host, Al Baltiera. I'm a former U.S. Army paratrooper, high threat protection specialist for the U.S. Department of State, and now I help others realize their own inner greatness and unlock their warrior mindset. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. I hope you gain valuable lessons learned and insights in the minutes ahead. I want to personally welcome you all to the conversation. Let's get it started. In this episode, I had the privilege of sitting down with an amazing entrepreneur, motivator, and friend, Miss Donna Jackson. Donna shares with us her story on how an injury during her time in corporate America left her unable to work in that high pace, high stress environment, but ultimately found her calling to help others get their stories out and to help them take care of both their mental and physical conditions. All right. Make sure. Yep, it is recording. Okay, fantastic. So welcome everybody to episode two, Conversations with a Friend. I'm your host, Al Balsierra, and today I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking with an awesome entrepreneur, an awesome person, Miss Donna Jackson. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Outstanding. Where are you? Where, where are you at in the world today? Because I know you. Uh, we'll get into it a little <laughs> later, but I know you travel all over the place. So where are you currently at? I'm in San Diego. And uh, it's my home base. I'm normally here, but soon to be somewhere else. We'll talk about that whenever you want to talk about that. All right, but, awesome. Uh, so yeah. totally different weather. I know outside it's snowing for us here in Colorado. And I think is it snowing? It is. It is snowing. Oh, my daughter has her first day, her first snow day tomorrow. And we're not even done with October. But, you know, this is Colorado. Oh, my God. Maybe I don't want to drive. Maybe I should be looking at flights out <laughs> no, there. But it's beautiful. <laughs> It's fun when you drive too. We we could talk about that later, but it's fun when you get stuck in the snowstorm. I, I've been stuck in Vail for over two hours at one point, um, one time when I drove back from California. It wasn't very fun, um, but it's an adventure, right? I was going to say, are you ready to drive out to Vail and help me get back over to Vegas? It's an adventure. <laughs> I have a Jeep, so we could, <laughs> we could talk about that. But for the people that, that, that are uh, watching this podcast or listening to this that don't know about you, that don't follow no, don't follow you. Can uh, you give us a little uh, a little breakdown of what you're currently working on um, and what you're currently doing? Yeah. So, well, the latest and greatest, because this is one thing I've learned over the last couple of years, I get to change my mind and do different things whenever I want to, which is awesome as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and some nerve wracking nerve- for some people that don't understand that world. But I kind of like it because given all of my life, I've been taught and trained to you pick something you learn it well you do it and that's it and that's who you are and it that's what creates who you you know are in the world and who you are to people so I am just loving the fact that I've just been playing around with different things but my latest and greatest is helpmedonna.com I don't know if you saw that my website I'm really Mm -hmm. proud of that website um I have be Donna Jackson as well for my like my main website but I just thought that was kind of boring so my helpmedonna.com is my 10 day intensive people can sign up um learn about how to have and like really create their first event or workshop in just 10 days because some so many people are like they want to they want to share their message they want to teach people their talents or whatever but they just freeze because they think it's too much time or too much money or too much of too much too much 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 
And literally we knock it out in 10 days. And by the end of the 10 days, they literally will have a event or workshop on the books, got the plan, how to have the agenda, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So they have the nuts and bolts done. So now all they get to do is now play and in the creation part. And I teach them how to start creating, how to look at it. They can hire me for more one-on-one stuff or more consulting on the side. If they want to really pick my brain and have me literally be their wing woman to like, Mm -hmm get them to that next level and actually fill all the blanks. <laughs> um, and, and it's really fun to see them be able to see the ease. And that's been mm. my biggest thing is everything does not have to be so freaking hard. Yeah. And for so many years, I made life hard. I made work hard. I worked hard. I, everything was around hard. And now I'm like, it's all ease. Now I'm not saying mm. it's easy. And I'm mm. not saying that it's not going to take effort, but if I had my, if I have anything to do with anything for you, I literally will figure out how to make it as ease filled as possible. Like my one client literally just yesterday was like, well, I need this. I need that. I'm like, Oh cool. Just hire this guy. He'll do it. She's yeah, but I need to, I'm like, just hire that guy and he'll do it. Mm. Like she would not listen to me. And I'm like, just do it. And so Mm. it was pretty cool that when she hired the guy, she was, Oh my God, that was so easy. And I'm like, thank you. Now what do you need? And so that's been a lot of fun. So it's kind of like you, you, you help them stop overthinking and stop uh, freaking out and like, you know, 10, 20 steps ahead and you just take them step one, step two, step three yeah. to launch their event in 10 days. That's amazing. Literally. Um, what kind of, what's your, like your, your ideal client that you're working with? You know, are you working with coaches, with consultants, sales representatives, you know, real estate, like what, what exactly is the niche that you're going for? The main niche right now is anyone that has a message that that means something that can help Mm. someone else. Um, There's a lot of, there's a, our world just needs a lot right now. And it's not to get over hokey or anything, but just people need people. They need a connection. Mm. They need to support somebody. And if you're going to change, like I needed a team, I have my, my dream team coaches and everything of all different sorts. I've just collected them along the way that have helped me go from this one mindset called, I have to work really hard. I have to work a lot of hours and I have to, have to, have to, have to, and they've gotten me through that. So there's, and along that way, I've met so many different types of ways to like change habits or mindsets or Mm -hmm. like learn new tools or how to do something. Like my one client, she has a, it's modern day pro and it's, she actually wants to help people get their dream job. You know, like okay. I'm sitting there trying to help people be entrepreneurs and she's mm-hmm. helping them get the job, like the yeah. dream corporate job and not just be, get the job, but like, how do you be in the job? And mm-hmm. so we're really playing around with that, what that looks like and how to scale her business through workshops and events and, but more for her message to get out, which is have people be at ease and really stop wasting time in their life, mm-hmm. getting a job, having a job they don't want. And so that like right there just gets me excited because I want to help her scale that and help more people. So I don't know, call me cheesy, but I want to, you know, kind of help a million people in the next five years. So that is a great, I can't do it all by myself. So (laughs) if I can help other entrepreneurs and, and I I don't want to just always say coaches. It's like, seems like everyone's a coach nowadays. Like even Mm. people ask me like, are you a coach? I'm like, no, I'm a consultant. They're Mm -hmm. like, what? I'm like, I'm taking all the years of everything that I've done and I am helping you So that means I'm a consultant. I'm not coaching you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to guide you and I'm going to, this is what, and that's what consultants do. And so 
Um, if there's some coaching in there, great, but I don't, it, it's, I just want to help people help other people. Yeah. Um, and right now it's mainly women. Um, and it's not against men. I have, you know, men that want to work with me too. I'm totally open to that too. Um, but right now it's just been women and helping, you know, other like-minded women like me. And that's who I've been attracting so far, but who knows what comes down the road. Um, mm -hmm. because I'm just open and it's more like I ask more of the questions of who needs my help today and who needs me to call them today. And it's funny because it randomly, somebody will pop in my head, I'll call them. They're like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you. How did you know? And you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Go from there. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I know, so so with this business, you're helping people, you know, um, kind of tear down their barriers onto starting their own thing and getting their message out there. So a lot of this is mindset. And I know you do something with health too, you know, so like with the physical body health. So what, what is that? What is that piece? Well, it's called ketones. <laughs> Everyone talks about the keto diet nowadays. I personally could not get in the key into ketosis through the food chain. Yeah. And it was really frustrating. Um, I think just to scale back, I don't know when you want to like talk about when I left my corporate job, but my body got really sick and it was not well. And mm. for a whole year, I try to do paleo or keto or something to help the inflammation in my body, help me like just get well from the inside mm -hmm. out. Cause I refuse to go on pharmaceutical drugs. I just was like, you don't need to give me a pill to do this. Now I'm not saying that people that take these pills, stop taking them. Don't do that. Talk to your mm -hmm. doctors. But I had a conversation with my team of doctors and I said, this is what I would like to do. How do we do it without doing Prozac, Xanax, all that, whatever to help my daily stuff that was happening in my body. And so they helped me do that, but I could never stay in ketosis. And then one day, you know, as we always know, something just shows up and yeah. my friend shared with me, well, she didn't share with me, she shared on Facebook, this little pink drink on a private jet, which by the way, the private jet was on my vision board. And at the time I was not about being a jet setter, which is kind of mm. funny. Now I'm all about like, Hey, let's go on a jet. But back then I did not have that. Mm. And I wondered why I had a stinking jet on my vision board, but that's just, it kept coming up. And so I put it on my vision board Yeah. and I'm very clear nowadays that it was that me seeing her was that like, I need to, I need to inquire into this. And so I started uh, drinking ketones from prove it. Mm -hmm. um, there was no other ketone product out there at the time. There was no drinkable. Now, now it seems like everywhere you look, keto this, keto that all mm. over the place, which I'm happy about because if it brings awareness and that's been my main, I love bringing awareness to the ketogenic lifestyle. I'm yeah. keto-ish because I can drink uh, exogenous ketones and do for my body what if I did, if I strictly was really super strict on the uh, keto diet, but um, over time I've lost 40 pounds now. I've kept it off, which is another thing. Like I'm Amazing. an emotional eater and mm. I've gone through some crazy emotional stuff even beyond what I was already dealing with in the last year and a half. And in the past, I would have just blew up like a whale. I would have mm. just been gorging and eating and eating my emotions away. And I don't, and it's amazing. Um, but more than any of that is the mental, it's the mental clarity, the, yeah. it lights my brain up and nice. going, when we talk about what happened when I left my, my job, the um, amount of brain fog that I had, wasn't just like, Oh, I forgot something. It was literally like you and I would be having a conversation. And if I like forgot like where I was, it would mm. never come back. Wow. It was not like, Oh, where was I? Oh yeah. Here it, is. it was gone. Mm -hmm. Or I would like literally forget a word that I know I knew. 
And that scared the living bejesus out of me. So once I started drinking ketones, all of that stuff started getting amazingly wow, better. And I don't, and I actually can play brain games and remember stuff. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if you ever had this problem. You know, like they always like send you those verification codes. Like when you're mm-hmm. on their phone and you're like, here, send your verification code. I would have to go back and forth to that thing to remember mm. a six digit code like five times. Yeah. Now I'm like, boop, one time, boop, boop. And I'm like, oh my God, I can remember the code. Like those little silly victories are insane. But, you know. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So you take this product yourself and then you also I, sell it. I do. I can't stop talking about it. It's mm-hmm. not even funny. Like, you know, my friends are like, what, what's going on with you? And especially because they saw when I was sick and they saw how when I was better, they're like, what the heck? And mm-hmm. it's not just for, not just because I was sick, but I didn't have energy. I could barely sleep at night. I had like massive, massive sleep issues. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, even if I got five hours, which I normally always fight for eight, no matter what, it's like mm-hmm. part of my day. Mm-hmm. Um, you brush your teeth, I sleep eight hours. Like that's my equivalence to it. But uh, I basically, like I can lay down and even I can only get four or five hours sleep. It is solid, deep sleep. So when I wake up, I'm like, bing, like I actually miss the days where I could hit snooze over and over and over again mm-hmm. because I miss just hitting snooze and feeling like I got away with something. Like I got mm-hmm. actually 10 minutes. Now I'm like, oh man, fine. I'm awake. <laughs> Let yeah. me go. You know, so ready to I tackle wake up the day. awake. Yeah. Like I wake up, I wake up with like, I'm ready and not like, yeah. oh, like most of people are like, Hey, what do you think about when you first wake up? Oh, and I'm going to go to bed again. It's like, not me. I'm like a five-year-old, like. Mm. what's life got for me today and oh, it was amazing. not like that before so it's really cool yeah that's a awesome cool product and they keep coming out with more and more stuff when i started it was just straight up a drink ketones now they have their own electrolyte brand because they were didn't like the stuff that was out on the market they literally took out everything that's out there to support the ketogenic lifestyle and they're looking mm-hmm. for the healthiest ways to promote it because they don't want they don't want people just buying like for price they want to buy people to buy for quality Gotcha. And, and yeah, it's like really good stuff. Like DNA repair. I get like, I'm 31 now and I'm, I'm 46. That's so. awesome. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And now th- this, you know, what you do in your professional, you know, your professional world has allowed you to live this certain lifestyle. And when, yeah. when we first started talking months and months ago, um, I was, I remember, you know, being amazed that I haven't met somebody that that lives a lifestyle like you you know so I want to talk about that a little bit as far as you know we hear about digital nomads and and actually I do have one friend that does a very similar lifestyle to you but before that like I had I didn't know this this kind of thing existed and I was just so intrigued by how you live your day-to-day life and and where you go kind of like as the wind blows so let's talk (laughs) about that I mean we talk about digital nomads but you truly Mm -hmm. are a a digital free like you you live what people are trying to get to you know trying yeah. to strive to that freedom yeah. so let's talk about that a little bit like what yeah. what does your lifestyle look like right now what is my lifestyle well right now I'm in San Diego I have two dogs hanging out around here and I'm getting mm. paid to live here mm. and that's one of the things I tell people I'm like I'm getting paid to live somewhere how much do you pay in rent mm-hmm you know, I'm, I'm actually looking at, it's funny that you talk about this. I'm actually looking to start kind of settling some, I call, I keep telling people shallow routes because yeah. even no matter where I'm at, I want to be able to hop in a plane and fly or drive or wherever. And, but for the last three years, since August, 2016, I have not paid a dollar in rent. 
And that's amazing. You know, like I'll get an Airbnb or a hotel just because I feel like having my alone time. But for the most mm -hmm. part, I just help my friends out. I support them too, because I didn't realize pet sitting was so expensive. I'm like, well, maybe I don't ever have a pet because then I'm mm -hmm. not going to be able to travel and I'm not going to be able like, what do you mean you're going to pay for somebody $40 a day? Mm -hmm. So I give them great discounts and I get to stay in cool houses. Like this isn't an awesome house that, you know, has great energy and flow and I get to create here. And, um, and it's really cool too, because one of the things I'll go back to the ketones is I'm super grateful for that business model. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. Again, don't know when you want to talk about this one, but when I left that my job and literally had to choose a different career path mm -hmm. for life or death reasons. Mm -hmm. It was like, what am I going to do now? And when I drank, and when I found the drink, I thought it was just for my health, but I had no idea it was also going to work for my financial health mm. because I was, all, I was that person. I was like, Oh, I don't want to be a part of an MLM. I don't want to be mm. doing network marketing. Like those people, they don't really make money. I have all my friends that keep staying. They're going to get a car. And it's like five years later, they haven't earned the car, you know, stuff like that. And and I had all these like limited beliefs around it yeah. and judgments and points of view and definitely some conclusions around what an MLM can provide. Had I known now back then, like I would be like, yes, sign me up. Like, mm -hmm. let's go. Because what it's provided me, even in the last four or five months, I have not focused at all, like focus at it. People yeah. still come to me, like, you know, they're drawn to me. I created a, like a brand in my community. People know me as the ketone. Um, my, my handle is even your keto gal on Instagram mm. and people know me on there. And I just kind of shoot the shit with people and sorry, I cussed on you. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and I didn't do anything and I still made money. Mm. <laughs> that that's cool. You yeah. know, like. I was like, you know, I always just thought rich people made passive income or residual incomes or whatever, right? And I was mm -hmm. like, how, wait, what? Hold up. Because I also, going back again, like I was trained in, and I was taught, I wouldn't say trained, mm -hmm. I was taught as a child, you work hard, you make money, you put yeah. in time, you get a paycheck, that's it. And that is what almost killed me. And I'm like, no, not going to do that. And so with mm -hmm. this MLM business, what was really cool was, not only did I learn that you can make money and just be out with life and you know, mm -hmm. you can, I can be anywhere. And, yeah. and I literally, I'll go down to a hotel bar and have my water bottle and then on accident, like I just have my, I carry that bottle everywhere. Cause I drink a lot of water now. I drink, I mean, mm -hmm. my whole health has changed and I'll put it down and someone will see it says ketones. They're like, Hey, what's that? And they just start talking to me. I'm not even trying. Yeah. And then, Hey, now I got a new, you know, new customer in Dallas. Cause I mm -hmm. was at the hotel at a yeah. conference, you know, stuff like that. And like, so when I started expanding and really working on my limited beliefs about like, what was that judgment about it? Like, Oh, uh, okay. Well, for whatever reason it is in my life now. So I'm just going to go with it. And a lot of my friends, I was just trying to get it for free. Cause you get two friends to drink it with you, get it for free. So I was like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm on disability right now. I need it for free. Yeah. I started sharing, like I shared with 10 people and or shared, I kept sharing to find two people. I found 10 people in 24 hours awesome. and I was like, that were just willing to try it. And I was yeah. like, okay, like, I'm just looking for willing, for, I'm just looking for people that are willing to try something, mm -hmm. which is also, it's now in my new business. It's like, who's willing to try, who's willing yeah. to like put themselves on blast. I will help you walk you through every step of the way and let's just go. And who knows? Mm -hmm. 
like just try it why not or people that do know they have a message and they just don't know how it's like yeah okay I'll let's do it, it so there. yeah and that's one thing i love about like when working with prove it and i don't know how their mlms are i hear mm -hmm. i hear it's different i don't know because they go more on community-based marketing versus network marketing because mm -hmm. they're all about community. So like why my business is still growing is because my team is working with my team. So my upline and my downline, they're all playing together. Mm -hmm. I, we all are all one big community. So I don't have to sit there and be like, oh, it's my responsibility. I have to, I have to, I have to. I've yeah. found all these little leaders. I'm like, and I've created them as leaders. Like, hey, get what you need. Don't, don't wait around for me kind of thing. And, and it's, so it's really awesome because they do believe in that and they want to create naturally within the everyday business, a leadership quality for their, for their peeps. And that's so like, when I heard the mission of the company is for people to be the best versions of themselves and 1% better every day, I was like, how did you, that was my life. That was what, for the that's year perfect. prior on disability, I was like, I just focused on 1% better every single day. Yeah. And then I attracted this company that had the same vision. It's not about ketones. It's about people being the best versions. And mm -hmm. I like, I even go into like, stop trying to be the best, just be better. And then like mm -hmm. each day you can literally continue to expand that. So like, for me, it's like the best, uh, what's a good, better, best for a mm -hmm. while there. I just did what was good. Yeah. And then I did better. And now I'm working towards better. You know, like there's ladders. Yeah. So many people want the one and done and yeah. like it's a natural fast. progression. And I think a lot yeah. of people nowadays are stuck with this the traditional mindset, like you brought up, you know, like you work mm -hmm. hard, you get a paycheck and that's it. You know, like you mm -hmm. work for somebody else, you, you go to school, you get your education, you get a job and then that's the end of the world. And yeah. anybody else that thinks that they could do other things are just crazy. Right. That only happens to certain people. Like only certain people yeah. are able to build a, a successful business. Only certain people are able to live that lifestyle that you see in magazines or that you, that you hear other people living about only certain people truly have that freedom. That's not for us. And that yeah. just goes back to the way that, you know, society as a whole and our families, you know, bring mm -hmm. us up, but you just like turn that entire model and put it on its head and prove <laughs> that you can do what you want to do and how you want to do it. And that's, I mean, that's amazing. Yep. And there's days I'm like, <laughs> I was just going to work and I get freak out and I'm like, <laughs> and then something will show up and takes care of me. It just mm. always does. And it just keeps, you know, I don't know what your, your, your listeners, I don't know what y'all believe in, but like mine, I'm the universe. I'm with them. Like me, God, we're all just a homie. Like they're my team. Mm -hmm. Like we're like, what are we doing now? Bring me this person, bring me that person. Who am I supposed to talk to when I start going into an old paradigm, which is really funny. I adjusted that in September and I started, Oh, I got to create this 10 day and I got to this and I got to do that and have it all admitted. It got really heavy and immediately yeah. it showed up in my body. My neck seized up. My eyes started twitching. I was like, Oh, that's a pass. That's right there. My body is screaming stop you're going into the old work ways that's yeah. what you do just start having fun and like i told you earlier i was sitting the other day having a mastermind on my couch with mm -hmm. dogs playing with us with one of my my new clients and just having fun and she left with so much value and we're just shooting the shit like girlfriends yeah and so just shifting how it's supposed to look and um when you and i talked earlier like you really one of the things I really am trying to not do is be like other people. Mm. I'm all about keeping it real. And it's, and it's like, I like to learn from people like model after them. Like, Oh, I like that. I'm going to use some of that. Or, Hey, I like that. I'm going to use some of that. Like even with my ketone business at the beginning, like I had a hard time when they said, 
you need to go do this, 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 this. We're going to, you know, Hey, you want to earn mm -hmm. the car? I mean, everyone in my upline earned a car from anywhere from 25 days to six weeks, wow. like no pressure, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, ah. so I literally was like, well, they, I got, I just got to do what they got to do. Mm -hmm. But it was not my passion. It wasn't the way I wanted to do it. And I really didn't need to earn a Tesla. Mm -hmm. I was traveling. I was all over the place. Unless I was and at the time I was flying a lot. So yeah. I was like, the last thing I need to know is worry about a hundred thousand dollar car on the street when I, you know, I have my Kia on the street. Like, yeah, I, I just want to worry about my Kia Optima on the street. Your priorities <laughs> not, not weren't aligned with their priorities. Yeah, so you had to it readjust. wasn't. And, and it wasn't. And that's what I freaking learned. That was so amazing. Like, and that when I work with my clients, I'm not trying to get them to go where I think they should go. It's like, what do you want? What do you want your life to look like? Like even my clients, I, gave her the pre-question, the pre-course questionnaire. And she only filled yeah. out the business parts. I said, why did you skip the other parts? And she was like, why well, it wasn't relevant. And I was like, no, but it is to me. If you mm -hmm. work with me, not just your business is going to grow, but you are going to grow as a person is mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that your love life is where you want it to be, that your health is where you want it to be. Cause it all is one. Yeah. And and that was what, when my last job, I worked so much. I was working 75 to 90 hours a week and my life was gone. Mm -hmm. All I had was that job and they liked it. Mm -hmm. They wanted your, us there. They, your, your life was an imbalance, right? It and was completely. And, yeah. and then I even looked at that. I'm like, what the hell is even work, work-life balance? Everyone, mm -hmm. I was like, no, I want work-life integration. Like I mm -hmm. want my life just to grow. Like today I'm out running errands. As soon as I get off this, I'm going to go to a goodbye happy hour with my friends and like, but I work around it. Yeah. And then later on tonight, I'm going to do a little work when I get home, mm -hmm. you know, just like, I don't, but to me, it's just all together and I just yeah. make it work, but one doesn't get more than the other. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't sit there and gauge like, well, I got 10 hours for this and I get 10 hours for that. I just can look and go, am I fulfilled? I go for my happiness tank and it's not because my job made me happy or that guy that I'm dating made me happy or, you know, how my body looks makes me happy. It's like, that's an inside game. Mm. And that's all I work, worry, like work on. And, and along with like the ketones and helping like my physical sense, get my physical body, get better. I work on my mental and emotional game way more than anything. Mm -hmm. Like, Am I, if I'm stressing out, it's like, stop. I don't care. When people say Netflix and chill, sometimes I really do have to stop and binge watch something. Mm. Like literally I will binge watch as, as a necessity to check out and I will turn off my phone. I will turn because yeah. I will get so obsessed with like, Oh, Oh, I can just message five more people about ketones or, Oh, that person's writing to me right now. I need to write to him right now versus mm. I will get to you as soon as I can. Mm -hmm. because today's society that's the other thing too is like it our phones are amazing and at the same time they're disconnecting oh yeah you know it's it's it that's why i'm so passionate about live workshops and events and bringing people together and mm -hmm. connecting in that sense i had all of last year i had self-love events each month um and i created the self-love society out of that because these women um it, and even to get them to come once a month for two and a half hours was like, no girl, you, you can, you, you, you can leave your kids with the babysitter for three mm -hmm. hours. They actually want you to mm -hmm. your future 18 year old, five year old right now wants you to leave your kid with the babysitter. They want to see you have a life. Mm 
Oh, yeah. Because when they turn 18, they need to see that they can have a life without their mama. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, those little things, and, like, and I get it. I'm not a mom, but I get because, I mean, I've been mama bear every job I've had, every Every I'm mama bear. I even just told my friends, I'm no longer mama bear for you guys. I am sister bear. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I will got you, I have your back, but you're on your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've had like that motherly, that na- nurturing being in me. So I mm-hmm. get it because you just want to take care of everybody. Yeah. But the like even with my clients now, it's like I will guide you, but I am not going to hold your hand through the whole thing. You got this. Let's go, girl. Mm-hmm. And um and going back to the you know, with the self-love events, like every week or every month when I would bring and I had bring them fun and enlightenment. Like I taught them about adrenal fatigue because I did not know anything about adrenal fatigue. And that's one of the things that when, when I was so sick, leaving my job and it was like, what the hell is adrenal fatigue? And all mm-hmm. you listeners out there, look it up. Cause this shit's real. And it was mm-hmm. like, all of everything that I was dealing with made sense after I learned about adrenal fatigue. But I wanted to bring education and awareness to it. But I also was like, I'm not an educator. I don't want to bore people. Mm-hmm. I want to make it fun of my own personality. And uh, so we had limbo <laughs> and we nice. had a musical chair game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like we played games with it. And, and so the women were like, that was so much fun because I did, they left with something new to learn. Yeah. And then I shared my story. And they were so they were inspired. A lot of them didn't know. A lot of my own friends didn't know what I really mm. went through and how I was suicidal twice and how I just was like, I'm done. Like, forget this life. Like, this mm. is the body bag I'm left in. I'm done. And and like inspiring them, like, this, and this is where I'm going. And like, this yeah. was a year ago. Like, even freaking, I just crack up because even a year ago, like, so much has changed. Yeah. But like, I got, who who would have thought that you know I can be a nomad for three years. <laughs> And now I'm kind of like, man, do I really want to pay rent again? Do I really want to think about settling down? I don't know. Cause it's kind of fun, but you know, <laughs> but I will. But it's, all, it. it's all progression, right? It's all getting you to that next version. And, and like you said, I think, uh, with you, with, with, with your so openness and, and you're very, um, you know, you put the energy out there, right. And the universe then responds and it guides yeah. you into the ways. And it's, I asked you like, how'd you pick uh, Las Vegas? And <laughs> like, you know what, the, the universe is telling me to go there. And that's, and that's no amazing. Idea. I still you know, have no idea. <laughs> well, and, and then we're going to see, you know, a year from now, yeah. what the reasoning was for you to go to Vegas. And I'm sure it's going to be yeah. something very impactful, but you know, I want to talk about, because you've alluded to it a couple of times now. Um, you know, obviously you didn't live this lifestyle. You weren't this entrepreneur your whole life. You actually did have a regular job in corporate America, you know, and something happened that triggered, you know, your, your, your realization to this is not for me anymore. So, you know, let, well, let's talk about that just a little bit. Cause I know you said you shared yeah. your story. So let's talk about how that happened. Yeah. So, you know, it's really funny. I, uh, how do I want to say it? I was always meant to be an entrepreneur and I was always meant to be free and roam mm-hmm. around. I just did it in a very um, safe way, if you will. Yeah. So by 20 years old, I was running people's businesses. I particularly, even at 19, I got a job at 19. Within three months, I became the office manager running this guy's business. And then his manager went and got his own dealership and hired me, stole me, as they say, in the, in the business yeah. and said, here, run my business. I don't know how. And I was like, huh? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And so literally he and I for 10 years ran his business 
-hmm. and it grew and it got bigger and it expanded and it was great. And even I just went and visited him a few years ago. Um, and he still has my systems. I was like, wow. is that my notebook? Is that my, he goes, yeah, why break anything that doesn't work? I'm like, that was 20 years ago. Like, yeah. that's insane. And I was like, I'm so flattered, but we really should modernize it. He goes, do you <laughs> want to come out here? And he goes, hey, he goes, I've taught every one of my people in 20 years how to use your system. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of over that, that part. But then I was like, dang, I could have, see, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, I would have like monetize that shit and created the mm. system and sold it to dealerships, but it's all good. Um, I digress. So, and then the other thing was when I moved to San Diego, the first time every six months to a year, depending on the lease, me and my roommates would move everywhere. Mm. So I have moved all over San Diego. Mm. <laughs> I've never had the desire to buy. Like even one time, one of my managers ran my credit because I like to run my credit every year. And he looks at me and goes, oh my God, you're a 783. We need to get you in a house and you should buy it. I'm like, why would I buy a house? Like, yeah. I literally remember thinking that I had a friend that moved to Texas. It was like, you need to buy a house out here. And I was like, did I really? Mm. Now I kind of wish I had it for investment property, but I didn't know that back then. Yeah. So I've always had this desire underlying, but I was also raised by a safe mother whom I love to death that was like, go to school, get this, get into that. My dad died when I was 12. So she learned how to like take care of us really quick. Cause she was a stay at home mom worked only when we were in school. And, and so she had to go through all this and she just wanted to protect us, which I'm very clear. That's what she wanted. And I, I get, get it. But like, I secretly was like this little defiant, like just, okay, I'm not going to buy a house. And you know, I, that kind of thing. And so jumping ahead. So I lived in all through my twenties and my thirties, trying to be stable, having a salary jobs. I remember fighting for salary jobs because mm -hmm. I liked knowing how much money I was making every two weeks. Yeah. I needed to know like solid. Now, what I didn't realize was how good I was at so many things that I could have gotten a salary plus commission based thing and like mm -hmm. to grow the money. I did not know that. I didn't know how to negotiate. It was like, yeah. this is all you get here. Take it. Okay. This is what I'm going to get. And I live like that. And then I would just, I would, any job I had, I come in as operations manager, business manager, office manager, whichever the title was for that company. Mm -hmm. And I would own it. Like it was mine. Like mm -hmm. that job was mine. Like I would just take over. I'd make them tons of money. I would save them so much money. Like it was my own business. However, I was always scared to have my own business. I could do it for other people. Mm -hmm. I just was too scared to go on my own. Like, could I, even my friend goes, girl, you could even, <laughs> I still remember. She's like, are you ever going to open a, your own car dealership? And I was like, uh, no way. She's like, mm -hmm. well, cause you could run that shit. Cause she tried to get me to go to another store with her. Cause she used to work with me and like, she tried it like one of the mossy Nissans or something. And I was like, mm -hmm. I, I like working with the small dogs. Like, I like being a part of everything and all the different moving particles. And, but I realized after my, I used to yell at my, my boss, not yell at him, but I'd be like, dude, go golf or something. You're getting on my nerves. He's like, well, yeah. you took everything away. You created systems for everything. I don't need anything to do. And that's what I did. I just ran it so well. They didn't need to be there. Mm. And so I just love creating systems. I create flows. I, I like to keep it simple and, and don't overcomplicate things. So of course I'd be able to do an event from day one to day 10. When I started looking at it, I'm like, I don't need 10 weeks for this. Let's do the sucker in 10 days. Mm 
Yeah. Um, so I've always had that mindset. The thing that secretly was always in the background though, is I didn't want to just do it for one person, but I tended, I kept tending to put myself in that. And when I did get sick, um, working too many hours for a particular corporation, I realized too, I never thrived in big corporations. Mm. Cause if you like in the car dealerships, I got to work one-on-one with the owner. It was like, it was yeah. mine. Yeah. I really owned it like it was mine and I loved it. So I've always had the entrepreneur spirit. I've always had that driver wanting to, you know, do that, but I just never had the nerve. I was always stopped by fear of like putting myself out. It was very vulnerable for me to be like my own business owner. And the three jobs, I've had three corporate jobs, both the first two were in 2008 and got laid off because of the recession, mm-hmm. got the second one, got laid off because of the, re- the recession. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I'm never working for a corporate job again. That's it. And so I went back to working in small businesses and then I got this opportunity to work with this company. And, um, I'm very, very clear now. It didn't seem like it three years ago. Three years yeah. ago was like the biggest heartbreak, <laughs> emotional and mental, um, thing I've ever gone through in my life. Even losing my dad, even being divorced. Like this was by far 10 times worse than anything I've ever gone through. I was very clear after losing the first two, I did not belong in a cubicle. I did not belong in an office. I belonged to like, I need to be out with people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm even like already looking at, okay, if, as I grow this business and I need to hire a team, are we going to just all be remote or am I going to hire local people? But where would we hang out? Cause I don't want an office. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I rent a house and have us work like a bigger house and have a whole wing to like mm-hmm. the business? And because I don't want it to feel like a business. I don't want fluorescent lighting. I had vitamin D deficiencies. I was really, I was transparent. I tell people I'm white. I'm a white girl. Mm -hmm. But at that time I was transparent. I was so like sick from being in fluorescent lighting. And, Mm. and, uh, and so environment was, was not only hurting your, your mindset, your mental, but it's also physically hurting you as well. Physical, like 12 hours, 12 to 16 hours a day. And 12 of them for sure behind a desk was really mm. rough. We had events. I, you know, those days I was there really late hours, you know, anywhere from mm. an extra two to six hours or two to four hours. And it was, it, it was just taxing and it was mm. highly, um, it was a high performance type of situation. So it was go, 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 go. Mm. I always just, in my experience, not to say this is for all people that work there, but for my experience, it was like, I never got to just chill. Like mm. there's no moments. It was always like be intentional, be like ready to go, ready to go, ready to go. Always on point. Got to be there. Got to be there. Got to be there. And um, clinically, my doctors basically said my body was in a state of fight or flight for the three entire years I was there. Wow. And anyone that knows fight or flight <laughs> response, that's not good. And um, and I really thought it was for good. I thought I was learning mm. and being trained in something really powerful. And and um, and I started to like blend with I can't go anywhere else because this is where this is where I thrive because I was mm. high producer I sold out their courses for two years straight I could train people how to do it I was I you know I was good at coaching I was good yeah. at helping people through something and and um, so I started identifying myself as that was who I was and that's one thing that now that I'm out and I just I'm almost like that rebel again to like mm-hmm. do not say I'm a coach do not say Mm. that's what I do do not 
no, you're not going to put me in a box. Like mm -hmm. I'm trying to like stay out of the box as much as possible and not identify as like my worth or my life or my deserving is because this is who I am. It's just, I'm just out being me. And if I can yeah. help you, I would love to help you. Um, I mean, putting the money, monetary, like value on that is so hard. Like I, even my 10 day, I, I went from it's, a, it's 497 to it's uh, going to be 297 to it's 97 bucks. So I'm going to do as much automation as I can, mm -hmm. you know, like, cause I don't want to stop someone from not participating. And then it's like, you know, when you work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you're going to pay a lot more than 97 bucks, but I don't want to stop someone from starting yeah. just because of a price tag. Yeah. And, scare them off. And scare them off. Just mm -hmm. like, Hey, try, get on a phone call with me. Like yeah. that, like we'll work it out. And, um, because if I believe in what you're creating and I'm enrolled in that, I'm going to be like, okay, if you can't pay me now, we got to figure out a way for you to make money so you can pay me because there's just no stopping when you're on a mission. And I think, yeah. think going back to what you're saying earlier, like I put it out there what I need and it gets, it just shows up like, you know, some people are parking spot, you know, parking space manifestors. Like mm -hmm. I always find a spot right in the front, Yeah, but they, they believe it. They just know mm -hmm. it can be true and it yeah. always shows up, but they're not willing to go, Hey, money always just shows up and I'm always provided for I'm, mm -hmm. I'm more above then. Places are going to show up. I didn't go after dog sitting and house sitting and all this stuff. to be able to be a nomad. Like I didn't go after sometimes yeah. I might like have the hit. Like I got to go, Hey, post a post on Facebook. I think I may in three years have posted three times on Facebook. Hey, if anybody needs, this is time I got yeah. available. My summer's booking up or whatever. But most of that was just, Hey, you better let me know. Cause summers and winters always book up faster because mm -hmm. that's when people travel. Yeah. So I'm kind of doing it as a service. So the more I serve, the more I, I receive, but I also have to, you know, this go through a journey of self-love when I first left. So going back to things. So I'll just keep it super simple for your listeners. Cause I don't mm -hmm. want to bore them with the details or bring trauma to it, but there was a trauma that happened at my job, but because of the trauma that happened, my body was in such a low state of health. I couldn't mm. handle the trauma like somebody else might have. Gotcha. And, um, so when your body is just not well, you can't handle stuff. So people that are listening, if you like have these days where you're like, I just can't handle it right now, mm -hmm. go check it with your body. Something's going on with your body because your body's not strong enough to take it. Your yeah. emotions, your health, you know, whatever work on those things. Like I was telling you, as soon as I get to Vegas, I'm focusing on my health. I'm getting back into my plot. Like my my more of a routine. I'm joining mm -hmm. Pilates thing. I'm even looking at getting one-on-one -on -one coaching because I really want to make sure I do it right. I yeah. work focusing on my health and I know my business will grow. Mm -hmm. Like people get it twisted. And I, I, I just did in September. I started focusing so much on the, on the job and the work and oh my God, what am I providing versus outsourcing that even more than I already outsourced. And just what's my number one priority today? Health, 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 health. Yeah. And, you know, and when I left that job, I didn't leave because I, was excited and oh my god I got this new opportunity like mm -hmm. it was not that at all and at the same time it was the best thing that ever happened to me mm. and I tell that people all the time it was the worst and the best all like it, it's sad to say it's kind of like when somebody's spouse dies like my mom my dad dying was the best thing that ever happened to my mom mm. because my mom was not living a life she really wanted she was living a life she thought she had to have because, hey, that's what you do as a wife. You take care of your kids and you don't work. 
because mm-hmm. that's how she was raised. Yeah. She always wanted to be out there making her own money and doing her own thing and all that kind of stuff. And I even like pushed her again when she retired. I was like, so are you going to do more of your artsy stuff? And she was like, well, I don't know. And I was like, please do. Because for even 30 years, she still didn't do everything she wanted to do. Mm. She went and got a job and made her own money and found her confidence and her ability to provide. But like, she wanted, she wanted to, she was an art major. Yeah. And she was told back in what, 1969, oh, you don't do that. Mm. You don't make money off of, off of that. You mm-hmm. can't make, you know, her stuff is so beautiful. She can make, I'm still trying to get her to get, let me make her an Etsy account, but mm. <laughs> herself is jamming. Yeah. Makes Martha Stewart look weak. That's all I got to say. Nice. But, but no one knew how to like market her or whatever. You know, like she didn't yeah, know yeah. that, you know, mm. and now she's retired. She doesn't even want it to be all crazy, but she gets super excited. She'll send me a picture and I get so excited for her when I get those uh, pictures. Cause I'm like, look at you go. Like mm. my brain went, Ooh, let's figure out how to make that a business mom. Because yeah. that's, that's where she's that entrepreneurial about. spirit comes out I in do. you. Yeah. It comes out in me. I'm like, ooh, how about this? How about that? How about this? And that's what I love to do with my peeps. Like the wing woman mm-hmm. in me just wants them to like, hey, you got a passion. You have something you're good at. There's mm-hmm. always a way to monetize on that and like provide for yourself. Because yeah. if you can make that money for somebody else, you can make it for you. And that's one thing I learned from like working those jobs and the car dealerships was mm-hmm. I ran their businesses. I, I could have had my own. I knew enough. I had the knowledge yeah. and skill set. But I, what I, what I was missing was the mindset and the belief that I could do it for myself, no matter mm-hmm. if it was a car dealership or something else. Cause it would definitely been something else, mm-hmm. but cause car dealership wasn't my passion, but like, that's what was missing. And one of my other big goals, my, I don't even want to say 10 years. I would say probably mm-hmm. five years is to have a teen entrepreneurship foundation and for really teenagers. for teenagers. Nice. Because my mom, I was very clear. My mom and dad did not have they just didn't have the tools to help me as an entrepreneur. Mm. And, you know, my dad was the type was whatever you want to do, you can do, but he died when I was 12. So yeah. I kind of lost that. And then my mom was like, don't ever have to go through what I did. And so she just went and worked hard. Cause that's what she was raised to do. You just mm. work hard and, you know, work your butt off. And, um, and so like, I want to not just help teenagers, like fan their flames to like, Hey, you're an, an inventor you know, like there's more and more kids doing that, but there's also still some parents that are like, how do I help them? Because mm-hmm. their own mindset, they have limited beliefs. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like a duality, kind of like a mother, daughter, son, dad, mm-hmm. parent, And I think child. that's what a lot of people don't realize is that people focus so much on skills, which is great. You need to have skills. You need to have experience. Um, but more importantly, you need to have that foundation, which is that belief and that mindset. Because yeah. so many yeah. people are, are, doing great things and being successful in something that other people have all this experience and skill set in um more than this person that is being successful but why is this person being successful because they marry that that belief and that mindset and of course the most important thing is they take action on that versus sitting around and waiting and i and you know it's sad that we seem to think that that's not important oh you know don't get caught up in in uh in the mindset or, or the mental, just, mm-hmm. just go to work, get the skills. Just go and, do it. Just go do yeah. it. <laughs> but then you look back and you're like, holy shit, you know, 10 years passed when I've could have been, then 20 years passed, I could have been, you know, doing my own thing by now. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm so focused on building other people's stuff up that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've been lacking that one piece forever. So, I mean, I think that a lot, 
I, I, I know one of my missions is definitely to get that out there more and more. And I, and I love that you are as well. Just make people understand yeah. that, you know, it, it starts with the belief system, you know, it starts yeah. with, with the mindset, but going back to your corporate job. So you, you, I know you said this thing to me before where you didn't leave because you wanted to, you know, <laughs> no. you left because your body told you to. Right. Yeah. So when that happened, you know, when you had to leave that, that, uh, that position, you know, what was going on in your head at this time? Like, what did you think you were going to do? I was scared out of my mind. Yeah, I was let's talk about terrified. That. I was really terrified. And that's another reason why I'm so passionate about helping others, like literally being side by side with them. Like here we can, mm-hmm. you, you don't have to be in your nine to five job. If you don't want to be, if you want to be in there, be there, but yeah. you need to really choose to be there. Um, and make it fun and playful and work in your life. Not, oh my God, I work 10 hours a day and I have to. It's like, well, do you want to work 10 hours a day? You know, like I literally work with friends on that too. Yeah. Um, but going back to, so I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just not when I did. Yeah. Now, some people think, oh, you wanted to stay longer. No, 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 no. I wanted to leave the very first day I started. Mm. I knew when I was two and a half hours late because there was a fatal car accident on the way in Mm -hmm. and I got yelled at the first day I walked in and told that I did not. What the, even now I look back and I'm like, all you universe woo people out there, you're going to understand this. Like something way bigger was communicating Mm -hmm. and I ignored it. Mm. Just like, the second day, because my boss told me, if you're late again, you're not going to work here. My second day, I was one minute late. Mm. And he yelled at me again. And I still didn't walk out the door. My ego, and my loyalty, and my you don't tell me what I can and cannot do attitude was like, I'm going to make this work. Mm. And for three years, I remember driving to work every day, always afraid I was going to be late. Mm. so you're already starting your day off in fear and you're going to a culture that's not productive at all for your 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 mental health no and then I would hit I'd have targets when I first when I first my first year though like once I got in there and I got him off my back and I just got to do my job and play Mm. and I didn't have the focus on me because I didn't have a position that was like really the focus-based position I had fun and I got to like do stuff and all that kind of stuff. So then I was like, okay, cool. I'll be here the year. I committed to one year there. Cause it's a, mm-hmm. it's a growth type of a position. So I was like, yeah. I'll do one year. That's cool. And right when about the time my year was up, my, the person, the position I ended up taking, he left and he put me in as a, he was like, I think Donna should take this. And I was like, no, I don't want that job. I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And then they said the magic words to me. And some of your listeners might relate to this. This is something I'm a recovering person from this. I no longer come from this Mm -hmm. is they said, we need you. Mm -hmm. Because we human beings love to be needed. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have this false sense of belonging because Mm -hmm. someone needs us. Mm-hmm. versus asking the question I love that you need me and is this right for me yeah I'd never ask myself that question you know even well, asking on this podcast we went back and say, forth say that again that was just that's just great I love <laughs> I that you I, I love that you need me I just gotta ask if this is right for me exactly I mean and that right there no one asks themselves they're like oh okay going back to my mama's that can't spend two and a half hours 
away from their families or jobs or whatever it was that had them not come. Mm-hmm. They already paid for it. I had some year longers that people had committed to every single session and they wouldn't show up. I'm like, why weren't you there? Mm. I just couldn't. I couldn't. And I'm like, you had the schedule. I set the schedule. I never budged from the schedule. Mm-hmm. What happened? And they're like, well, so-and-so need me. So-and-so I'm like, stop needing. That's the whole point of a self-love event is putting you first. You fill the tank, you fill the vase, whatever cliche you've heard from wherever. The people around you get the overflow. They don't get what's in your cup. They get the overflow. Wow, that's good too. Okay, we're gonna have this. I, this shit just comes out. I don't know. Hey, no, that was good. I mean, my, my <laughs> first my first mentor, he used to say, you know, you before you help the rest of the world, you know, you need to help yourself. I know we had a conversation. We were talking about this the other day as well. But it goes back to that, you know, um, when you're flying on an aircraft, right? And if the mask comes down, you need to put, you need to secure yours first before you secure anybody else's. Because what good are you to the rest of the world is if you secure somebody else's and now you end up, you know, heaven forbid something happening to you that now you can't take care of anybody else. Yeah. So you need to be able to yeah. take care of yourself first. So I, I love that. I love that. And that's what they I get did. the overflow. They don't get what's in your cup. They don't get, they don't even get what's in it. And that, that thing, like when I, so I ended up working there for three years. I took the mm-hmm. position. I was really good. I sold out all the courses. I was a badass. Instead of them giving me, like, it was like, okay, now what? Now what? Now it was like, now I was looking for, now when do I get to breathe? And they're like, okay, now what more can you do? Yeah. What's and the thing? what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's your next thing in your evolution? No, I can't do mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I, like I actually screwed myself because I came in and did too good too quickly. Like, Mm. like they expected a 5% increase. I did 14% increase. So now they're expecting that constantly because it's yeah, never what you did it's... yesterday. It's what you're doing today and what you're going to do tomorrow. Correct. Mm. And I'm like, I don't even ask that of my clients. It's, you will not, I will not sit there and say you need to increase every year. If that works in your life to increase then freaking let it increase. Yeah. But are you, I don't care if you're like, I only needed $500 to live and I made 750, whoop, whoop, you made 250. Mm-hmm. Like people, you know, are so focused on, I have to be this, I have to be that, I have to be this. Well, are you even happy doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, what if you got hit by a bus tomorrow? Maybe I learned this at a young age because my dad died at 41 of a heart attack. Like here today, oh. gone tomorrow. Yeah. It was like, I've always had that mentality of like, but trying to like go from what society or my mom or whoever taught me, like you got to create this legacy and this and that I create a legacy, letting people be free. Mm. Like I will have what I need because I just stand for freedom. I stand for, I used to tell you earlier, like my layers of like my why isn't just, mm. Oh, I just want to be free. And I want to travel. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I'm afraid of dying. Mm. Like I am actually afraid I can work too much because working in that environment that was not healthy for me was not where I wanted to be. Even though I love the people and I, and I stayed for the people when I got clear, I stayed for other people had nothing to do with what I wanted. Mm. It literally almost killed me. My yeah. dog was da- having daily panic attacks. My body shut down. Look up the word locked in. Like I had like this mm. mini locked in version, like happened to me one day. I didn't go back to work for four days. Wow. And I still was, jacked up and I still was like I got this I got this I got this positive affirmation people bullshit listen to your body Mm -hmm. 
I can sit there all day long and say, I'm bad, I'm da 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 My body's like, no, you ain't, girl, you're sick. Let's go. You yeah. just gained 50 pounds in five months. Something's wrong, girl. Mm. Like, literally, I'm writing, I have so many different chapters done for my book. I haven't put it all together. And lately, I've been like, I literally want to name it, Getting Fat Saved My Life. Because hmm. it did. Yeah. It wasn't until I gained 50 pounds in five months, I went, oh, something must be wrong here. Mm. versus I knew I wasn't sleeping I wasn't getting up like I wasn't happy I wasn't I would have a one day off a week and I just sleep all day I got to where I was ordering food delivered I like (laughs) just I didn't do anything when I first went out on medical leave which by the way that's how I ended up going out was on medical Mm. leave I was on it for an entire year because stress is a bitch and I couldn't reverse that thing to save my life like I was trying to do things to reverse it my doctor's like just chill just chill, just chill. And I couldn't, my mm-hmm. mind was so like used and wired to work. And so anyways, I like, I, I, it was the first time I remember going, okay, I've been on medically for six months and I'm still getting my groceries ordered online. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go to a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I cried in the middle of the aisle. Wow. Because I was like that, those little moments of like, oh, wow, I can just enjoy grocery shopping right now. I went, then I went to the mall, clothes shopping. I didn't have Mm -hmm. to buy it online and return what didn't fit. Mm -hmm. And I just remember, I was there for three hours. (laughs) And the girls, I was having fun with the girls, like, that worked there, and we're all shooting the shit. And I was like, this is so fun. Like, what? I go, I've been shopping online for three years. Mm -hmm. This is so fun. Like those little things we forget can actually be fun. They don't have to be a chore. Yeah. And so when I find myself shopping online, I kind of get annoyed at myself. I'm like, just stop being like, go just go to the store, get out with mm-hmm. people. And um, one of the things I just learned from Mel Robbins in one of her books was um, not learn. It's not that I didn't know it, but mm-hmm. um, the when you've been emotionally abused or mentally abused, and that's and there was a form of that. Um, in one sh- way, shape or form and throughout the whole process of like, mm-hmm. I was just emotionally drained, mentally yeah. done, spent, right? Um, it took me a while to even say, yes, I could say that. My therapist thought so, but <laughs> like, I was just like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Um, I still wanted to resist and be a badass. And I was like, no, I'm a, I can be a badass and have those things happening. I can yeah. still be diagnosed PTSD and just be responsible for it. That's just what's happening. And, uh, and so when she sat, talked about how, um, people that have that, there's one of the things that they tend to do is hide. Mm. And so being a nomad fed part of that for me through my healing process, because I got mm. to hide out in different places. So people never really knew where I was. Yeah. And, and I know when I realized I was doing that, like when she read that, I was like, oh yeah, I totally was doing that. Like even tonight I'm like, oh yeah, of course I'd be two hours late to my my little happy hour with my friends because I like to hide out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still something I work through every day. So like, you know, I want your listeners to also know I have, I definitely have nothing handled. Mm-hmm. Like there is no handled anywhere. And, and I do believe like I'm learning more and more. There's nowhere to get to. Like I'm just out every day choosing what makes me happy today. What, 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 what do I need for tomorrow? Like we get so overwhelmed with, the 5, 10, 15 year plan. What if the universe has something way bigger than what I can even think of right now in five years? Yeah. That's why Vegas showed up. I was like, I thought I was either going to move to Hollywood, 
back here and stay here in San Diego or Denver. <laughs> and uh, when Vegas. I get to Vegas, and I just went to Vegas to hang out with my friends because I had a free week and then I'd come up for the week and I'm like, okay. And like four days in, I'm like, I think I want to try out Vegas. Mm. You know, and it wasn't even on your radar. It's simply living in the moment and living your life. Yeah, you're right. We get so focused on planning for tomorrow, you know, five, mm-hmm. 10 years. And, and, I, and I love, I, I think it, I forget if it was Steve Jobs that said it, or I know Tony, I, I got it from Tony Robbins. So it was, we get so fixated, you know, and we, we, we overestimate what we're going to do, what we could do in one year, and we underestimate what we could do in 10 years, right? And I think that when you live every day and you live in the moment and you're understanding what your purpose is and living in your purpose, you can get so much more accomplished than sitting around trying to plan out like each hour and each minute of your day because then you, you don't leave anything open to chance. You don't leave anything open for fate, anything open to the universe because you're so focused on controlling everything. Yeah, that was one of the things, um, sorry, I'm trying to make sure my AirPod doesn't, my AirPod, AirPod <laughs> doesn't uh, die I on call me. Them, I call them AirPods too. I know, I'm like, it's an ear, okay, yeah. AirPod, gotcha. <laughs> um, <laughs> how cool that works, mm. smooth transition here. Um, I, I, when I when I read that, like how to, I think it was Mel Robbins. Yeah, you would think I just love only Mel Robbins. I mm. just love her. But um, when I stopped planning out my day, like I'm even old school and I have colors. Mm. <laughs> like, this is like, I, and I kind of just know what I got to get done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a few things. Mm-hmm. I just make sure those things get done somehow. And if they don't get done that day, I move it to the next day. Yeah. I don't. I don't stress about if I got it done or not. And um, because it's like you said, (laughs) it could just come in a different form. And I don't really, Mm -hmm. it showed up in as Vegas. And like, I might get to Vegas and three months later go, ah, but it wasn't Vegas. Where else now? Mm -hmm. Um, You know what I mean? Like there's nowhere I have to be. That's one other thing. My friends, I have lots of real estate friends and I'm like, Unless it's going to be an investment property, I don't think I'm going to ever buy a house. Mm. Now, I could live in my investment property, mm-hmm. but if I can't view it as an investment property, I don't think I'll ever buy a house because I don't personally, this is my personal thing for me, yeah. is I don't want to have, because I already know my style. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I'm afraid to rent because I already know me. If I'm paying rent, then I'm going to feel like I should be there more. Mm-hmm. The cost of living in Vegas is really inexpensive. I'm like, wow, I really, that's again, feeding something I need. I, cause I know me at this point, paying two grand for a studio and never being home mm-hmm. is not going to feel good. I will be home and I will be stuck in that studio because mm-hmm. I'll be like, I paid two grand for this thing. Yeah. And now you're yeah, living, man. living in everything else. And because I'm living in everything there. I really want. Yeah. Because I have this stupid money view called I can't. Now I, now one day I may get to where two grand's like nothing. Like mm-hmm. it's like 500 bucks to me. But right now that's just not the reality. Yeah. So why not go to somewhere like Vegas where I can rent a four bedroom house for 1700 bucks a month. And I could even like rent it out to friends. Hey, I'm going to be traveling. Anybody want to come up? Yeah. totally. Even if I don't, even if they don't pay, at least it's being used. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it, gives me something it fills my love tank to do that and and one last thing I will definitely make sure because I want to make sure this gets out there is that first year healing 
on medical leave was the biggest pain because all I could focus on was me. Mm. And I didn't realize that over time by me taking care of everybody else to make sure everybody else, I wasn't focusing on the one person that was most important. Exactly. And I had this view and I had this judgment that it had to be like, I was selfish if I did that. Mm. And that was the beyond the opposite. And I cannot, like, I have learned that it is ingrained in me now. It is, what do I need right now? What do I like right now? This feels good to me. I'm going to, I'll get to my happy hour and exactly how it's supposed to happen. is going to happen, you know, as an example, right? Like it always will happen if I'm taking care of me and, and like having those self-love events was more for me than it was even my people at the beginning. (laughs) I literally was like, I'm having this as a monthly, like for sure. I, and like the time to, well, I mean, I got to where I could create the whole event a day, Mm -hmm. but, um, so I have the credibility peeps (laughs) 10 days is nothing. I can do it in like literally a day or two. Um, but like, it was so important to practice that and get, build my muscle around not feeling guilty or not being scared of being late. I mean, that was Mm -hmm. something even, I mean, I would go to straight panic attacks and cancel plans when I was on medical leave. If I even thought I was going to be late to something. Wow because that had been so ingrained in my head. So if you're a boss out there too, listeners, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if your peeps are a few minutes late, stop tripping. It means nothing about their personality or their work ethic. I'm sorry. It really absolutely has nothing to do with it. Some of our best salespeople in the car business were the guys that would get a big old paycheck and go on a two week vendor, come back, make more money than any other guys that have been there freaking 12 hours a day (laughs) Mm -hmm. and they would just get in get out and they're good and they Mm -hmm. were like the like the flag is but they were the best producers yeah so you can't say because i was four minutes late i am going to like ruin humanity Mm -hmm. or in that case two and a half hours late because poor people died on the freeway (laughs) like come on like there's there's factors in life that happen Shit no, I mean, yeah, and it's funny. I want to tell you the story is when you said that it reminded me of this time when I went back in active duty working for a reserve unit, and the people that were in charge of us were so fixated on hours, on times, mm-hmm. right? And we had guys there. We had a ton of guys there that would show up early and leave late, right? But what did they do? What were the pro- productivity in those hours? They watched yeah. movies. They played video yeah. games. They BS. They might have done 10% of the work. Whereas mm-hmm. if I were to come in on time, but I need to leave early, my productivity 10x, 100x what he did. But it was the perception that, oh, it's mm-hmm. it's three o'clock. Why are you leaving? You know, when this guy stays till, nine, till seven o'clock every day, six o'clock, he must be doing so much work. But that's not the yeah. case. So that's why I really hate that that um that mentality i've never been like that like it's it's what you can do in the amount of time you know the most amount of work that you can do in the shortest amount of time the most productivity you can do in the shortest amount of time is what is because we need to live our life around work right like it's not or or we need to live our life and not worry about okay and all we need to do is work 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 it's like there's an entire life out there i'm 37 years old now just yesterday just just, Uh. just yesterday I was 21 <laughs> years old and I was thinking to yep. myself, oh my God, I'm getting old now. Then I was 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm 37. Tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> 45. So it's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing on those days to, to maximize your time besides yeah. working? 
because you were doing all this you were you were top producer doing all this great stuff but your body was was your Shut early down. warning signs yeah and it was it was and now that you're one year of 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 getting better your body needs something but your mind is somewhere else because you need to be working mm -hmm. you know your mind but your body's like yo we need to slow down and yep. i think that should re resonate with so many people on so many levels because yeah. they they're doing what they think they need to be doing but your body's telling you what you need and you're just not listening yeah. Yeah, Louis, Louis, Louise Hayes has, and I, I'm so grateful, and I will never delete this off, off my phone. She had an app, Heal Your Body or Heal Body or something, and it literally will tell you what's going on in your mindset based off mm. what's showing up in your body. Wow. So, like, if you have a cold, if you have whatever, right? And um, I have not been sick, and as soon as I see symptoms, I look to see what it is, and I'm like, okay, new affirmations, new affirmations, new affirmations, because my body is talking. Like, when my neck seized up and mm. my eyes started twitching, I was like, okay, I got this, I got that, I went and got a massage and did all this stuff. And I went, wait, hold up. And I started looking that up and I was like, okay. And I started like, stop working so hard. You did your 10 day, it's done. It's as good as it's going to get right now. Who gives a shit about it being perfect and mm -hmm. just keep moving. And then all of a sudden my neck stopped working, my or stopped hurting, my eye stopped twitching. And now I'm like, because I just look at it like, even if I don't have to have, because I was like, oh, I got to have it start on a certain day and register so many people into it. And da, da, da. it's like, no, I'm promising you in 10 days, I can get you there. Mm -hmm. Now, right now it's 97 bucks. It may, if I have to do more one-on-ones to get you there, then it might be a higher price, but you know, yeah. I can still get the, get you there in 10 days because I did look at, I look at the same until you were talking earlier. I looked at, yes, I could have a 10 week program and look on each one and give everyone a whole week to work on each little thing. But in reality, I know people's human humanity. You were going to do the homework the day before anyway. No one sits there and works on something for seven days in between. Mm -hmm. If they even do it in the first place, they're going to mm -hmm. like see the, my little like task, like here, go find a vendor venue and find five venues within like your thing. Da, 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 da. They will go and they will find two the day before. Yeah. And say, well, I found a venue. And then they're going to settle on the venue versus, hey, you got 24 hours. Go find five venues. Go. Mm -hmm. And they'll get more done because it's like, it's like, five, four, three, two, one, go. Oh, mm -hmm. my, I really am like Mel Robbins. I love you, Mel. I don't even know why I'm putting <laughs> you so much today, but you're like in me right now. But like, <laughs> I'm channeling you or something. But like, that's the whole, like, when I looked at reality, I don't want people stressing for 10 weeks. Yeah. I'd rather you come in and for 10 days, I'm not even stressing, but like, to focus mm -hmm. then said, like just go in get that shit done and i'm going to show you can doesn't yeah. have to be so hard and take out the take out the wishy-washy in between because then when you're just going like because the first day even i don't even we don't even go into what are doing until we like visualize the actual events how people dress how are they walking in what are they experiencing when they walk in what do they feel like how like you can literally visualize and then just we're now all we're going to do is go make that visualization visualization i can't even say the word visualization, mm, visualization. a reality yeah. like it's gonna be a reality like mm -hmm. okay now we just go okay what color was the drapery what mm -hmm. color was the backboard was it all black in the back or did you have color did you mm -hmm. have centerpieces on the tables or did you want them to be round tables do you how are people talking yeah. And then it's like, okay, now check, 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 check. We got a round table. We got the backdrop. We got this. We got, okay, what else was there? Like, that's mm -hmm. how simple it can be. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go in, what's the agenda of the day? What's the, like, if it's a multiple day, like, what's, 
like what's the flow in order to get them there you gotta what research do you have to be able are you able to like give them that on the first day or do you have to lead them into that next day mm. like some people may not be able to go right in and do stuff you know mm -hmm. that's why i have a pre-questionnaire 16 pages long because i'm making them go in and answer some crazy questions before they even start <laughs> and use that for them later on right because then they can go in and start visualizing because yeah. they've already started doing the pre-course work, you know? So like, I just, that the biggest thing is I can make it as simple as possible if you're willing to do the work. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of times people just aren't willing. Like I am willing to do whatever I need to do to have what I have, but it just looks different than what we've been taught. Mm -hmm. I'm willing mm -hmm. to go join a Pilates thing and put my body through whatever it needs to continue healing because I got to work on my car seat and I like my, my posture sucks like mm. that because that's what's the next, the next thing for me that one next thing that one next thing the next one next thing for me right now is literally focusing on my body mm. and do my job do my work and work with my clients as they come in yeah. I'll get that done too but that's not my focus my focus is my body that mm. first year on medical leave all I could do was receive and honor self-love. If you go to selflovesandiego.com or the Donna Jackson, I have a video on there when I was an MC and I literally, I said, cause it was so funny. Cause one day I finally said, what the fuck, excuse my French, mm -hmm. is self-love. Mm. Everyone keeps talking about it. I already get manicures and pedicures. I get weekly massages cause those are maintenance for my body working 75 to 90 hours a week. Like mm -hmm. I got that stuff done. And it was just like, I just didn't understand it. So I went on this whole self-discovery. Self-love is different to everybody. Yeah. I mean, for, for a moment there, self-love to me was taking bubble baths mm -hmm. and not like a self-care thing, but just like a, I, cause I would not take my phone to a bubble bath because I always had a fear of dropping my phone in the bubble. <laughs> mm. Guess what? It just helped me take, check out. Yeah. <laughs> That's why binge watching now. I'm not, as long as I turn my phone off and really focus on what I'm watching, it's a thing for me. Yeah. It's like the focus on it. Cause I'll start noticing if I do pick up my phone, I'm like, Nope, I'm not fulfilling that. I'm now just double doing, it. I'm not even really watching it anyway. It's just background noise. Yeah. It's basically whatever you watch. need to, to fill up your energy, your, your energy tank. And yeah, mm -hmm. cause Raise when you're your running head. on E, when you're running on E, but going hundred miles an hour, obviously that's not going to work at some point you're going to break down so that's, and that's the adrenal fatigue. Yeah. That's like when, when people like adrenal fatigue with that, I'm like, just imagine, you're in your car and you're like, your gas is out, but you're like running on the fumes of the fumes of the fumes. Mm. Like I was so tapped out energetically that I don't even know. I literally was like a robot. Mm. I don't even know how I got through my days. It was so automatic for me. My brain would kick in and it would just get me through the day. And my body's just like, like, I just imagine like my body just dragging along behind it. Okay, fine. <laughs> It's that like zombie fight. You know, yes. Our society of, of nothing but zombies doing the same shit every single day. And how many people can relate to this by when you get into your car and you make your drive home, all of a sudden you're home and you didn't yep. even realize you were in this drive because you're on autopilot. Autopilot. That was my that days. With days and weeks and years. And next thing you know, it's, it's over. Yep. And, and what it's did over. you do? Yeah. So my, so yeah, and my, and it was so funny. So when I had the lockdown experience, I still fought for my, my ego still fought for my job. Mm. And I was like, no, I'm going to work 62 hours a week. Cause that was the minimum. And I'm going to make it happen. We're going to, you know, even my doctor was like, how am I 
How am yeah. I okay in this? This is crazy. But she did it for me. And, and then that was my naturopath. And then my, I got a, again, how the universe conspires for you, not against you. At the end of June, I went to Norway, actually. Mm. So that was in April. May, I went to Norway on vacation to see my best friend. I had no idea why. I just booked the flight. It was cheap. And I just needed my best friend. So I went, ended up being in the one of the happiest places in the in the world, right? It's the top five. And I'm like mm. watching people. And what I got from me and there was, and they're not walking around like, oh my God, I'm so happy. It was, they're just content. Mm. Their life is just working. They're even, you know... <laughs> Their healthcare is paid, their education is paid, they get paid well, even though they get taxed high, they, but it takes care. Like they actually know where their money's going on their taxes. Yeah, it, it all just works. And like the older take care of the younger through education, the education's helping out the older because it's through healthcare. Mm. You know, it's just like, it's, they all kind of, it overall just take care of each other. So anyways, I want to start. Norway's awesome and it's beautiful. Mm. But like, I come back and apparently when I was in Norway, I missed some call that said that we're changing insurance companies, like health insurance companies. Now I already had, and I didn't know this until the day before everyone's like, Oh yeah. Did you guys pick your new doctors? And I'm like, for what? And my, my boss was like, because we're changing insurance companies. Well, I've been going to doctors. I had all, I had to change all of my doctors. And at first I was pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? Because I have all these people, but I didn't like them anyway. They weren't giving me, I could tell that they weren't treating me like they weren't listening to me. And so I was paying all this money to a natural bath because she listened. And I felt like she was actually doing something. So anyway, so I stayed up late and I found me a doctor that had great reviews from patients because I just knew somebody with a heart that actually was going to mm. listen. And that's yeah. what all these people kept saying. And so I changed to him and I went in and like within a few minutes, I looked, I was all dressed. I had lipstick on, makeup on. We had an event that night. I looked good. And he even tells me this. He was like, He's like, I'll never forget when I walked in and I seen this poised woman just looking like she had it going on. And he just mm. asked, how are you? And I couldn't lie to him. Like I felt him. Like I mm. actually felt safe with him. And he added the, he asked the loaded question. And within minutes I had the makeup running off my face. The red lipstick was all over my face from like trying to get the tissues on my face. And like heaving, crying, like literally feeling a release of energy of like purging. Wow. And he was like, why are you working? I'm like, I'm trying to make it work. He's like, you need to be on disability. I'm like, no, that's for weak people. Like, cause I had, and I realized right there in that moment, I had this whole thought of I'm weak if I go on disability, because now if I got in a car accident and broke a leg, yeah, then it would be okay. No, but I can't be weak. Mm-hmm. This is, I'm mentally strong. I can do this. And he was like, I just don't know. I don't know if you can. And within days, something else happened at work that was pretty traumatic. And I just, uh, that was the nail in the coffin. I could no longer see the future. And I verbally said, I think I'm done. I don't mm-hmm. think I can do this. I don't know. And then I re- I went back to the doctor because I was going to the doctor pretty often and I said what I said to him. And he goes, do not quit. And I was like, what? And he goes, I'm going to put you on disability. You, you are like classic. I can get you disability. Do not quit. Mm-hmm. Cause you won't have insurance. You won't have this. You won't, we mm-hmm. need to heal you. And I was like, ah, well, I didn't put it in writing yet. Cause for some whatever reason I was too busy at work. Cause I'm mm-hmm. too busy at work. Luckily I was too busy at work and did never, I never put it in writing. Gotcha. So he goes, look, I'm going to get all your test results together. We're still 
taking everything for the last couple months. He's like, but we, you just got to trust me. And I noticed in that moment, I wasn't trusting him. I wasn't trusting the professional professional. I was trusting my ego. I was trusting people tell me I was yeah. bigger than that. Like I was being coached by my superiors that I could, you know, do that. And, and I just was like, no, I can't. And it's okay to be weak. And yeah. that was such a sign of strength for me mm-hmm. to say I'm done. And I went and saw him. I am not a morning person at 7 a.m. on a Monday after that Friday. And I remember leaving Friday. I was off that weekend. It was a miracle weekend. I was off. And I remember walking out Friday and looking up and knowing that was the last time I was going to walk out of that building. Wow. And I, and I didn't know how. I just, I just, like, I remember, like, look, of course, looking back, like, wow, I remember having that feeling of, mm. like, I remember looking at it. And that 7 a.m., I just said, what can you give me? I, I still was even fighting. I'm like, give me, give me, go ahead and give me the Xanax, whatever, the whatever, but I'm now having daily panic attacks, and I'm having this happen, and this happen, and he goes, Donna, no, mm-hmm. and he goes, I can't, I can't even do this with you anymore, I won't even be your doctor, he's like, because you're on the road, either having a heart attack, stroke, or get cancer, if you don't already have it, mm-hmm. now, what he didn't yeah. know, unless he was reading my, well, I mean, I, he had an intake form for me, but my dad died at 41 of a massive heart attack. My mom had breast cancer from lifestyle. Mm. It was very real to me that those were options. Mm-hmm. I was older than what my dad was when he died. And I was like, okay, I better listen. I yeah. said, okay, tell me what to do. And he goes, I'm going to put you on leave. Da, 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 da. I'm going to do all the paperwork. I know how to fill out the paperwork with the state. So you're, it should be a breeze. Just go online. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. And he goes, and who can you call right now to go like, who's off? Do you have any teacher friends? I, my best friend happened to be a teacher. He goes, call her, tell, tell her you need to go to lunch because you don't need to be alone today. It's going to yeah. be a trip. It's going to get worse before it gets better. And, and it was, I gained more weight. I got more stressed out because trying to unstress stressed me out. Mm-hmm. Trying to eat better stressed me out. Cause I hadn't been, I hadn't been focusing on what to eat for three years. I barely mm-hmm. had time to eat. Yeah. I didn't have time to work out. Going to the gym, adrenal fatigue, you're not supposed to work out. And all we could do is walk and I'd walk a block and be winded. Walk up a set of stairs, I'd be winded. It was like yeah. I felt my whole life I had before was gone. It was different. It was like, okay, now what? So I literally felt like a baby relearning to walk, talk, be out in life. Um, I was diagnosed with adjustment disorder. And I was like, isn't that like what military or like other like what are you talking about? Because I was so sheltered in a life of like, this is what I did for so many hours a day for three hours, like even being out and then like with the crowd was like uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. and it's still getting better. Like, it's still not like, Oh my God, like it's the best thing I have to, oh, okay, I can do this. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's, and, and it's amazing where I've come. And so I like, I love, that I can look back and go, wow, I remember talking about this even like, well, I forget how, like where I was at that time. And, yeah. and, and he, like it just blew my mind because he was an MD that understood traditional medicine like ours mm-hmm. and then more natural holistic yeah. healing and and so he and my naturopath joined forces and they talked to each other he didn't he wouldn't prescribe me anything unless he talked to her like it was just such a beautiful like they had they really had my back they had my heart they they're like you are just such a soul to be on this earth and we're going to help you and, um, so I went out on medical leave and I really thought it was going to be like a month. I was like, okay, maybe like a month and I'll be back. You know, mm-hmm. okay, I'll just need a nap. Right. No, um, he put me out for three months and 
basically every three months he was like, nope, I'm going to extend it some more. I'm like, no, I'm doing better. And he's like, no, you're not. You're lying to yourself. And that was the thing. You know, I was lying to myself yeah. a lot, a lot. Like I, I mean, even to, to this day, I'm like, I have to like, wait, let me re-ask myself. Am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that a lot of people don't take the time to say, what do I need today? What's going to yeah. fill my love tank? Or they just think now it's a cliche. Like, oh, like when I started, it's kind of like ketones. It's really funny. Self-love and ketones were my babies. And mm-hmm. like, even just looking at hashtag numbers, it was like self-love didn't have anything when I started. Mm-hmm. And now it's millions of people. Hashtag self-love, hashtag mm-hmm. self-love. And I'm like, don't make it trendy. Make it a real thing. Like, yeah. and I wanted to bring awareness, but mm-hmm. like, are you, you know, really hitting self-love like it can? Like, are you putting that, that mask on your face first? Are you feeling your shit before you let anyone touch it? Like, even dating now is like a trip for me sometimes because I'm just like, I want to give to my man so big, mm-hmm. but I'm struggling with how do I be like that queen king thing? Like, I, mm-hmm. I have friends are like, he's my king, he's my queen. And then I see how they are in person. I'm like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. Not it's all like it's all fake for social media yeah. like always yeah right? i found my king he's so amazing mm-hmm. he just talks shit mm-hmm. like he's not treating you like no queen are you talking seriously dude mm-hmm. like oh, i got friends that that's your fifth king this fucking month so i mean how yeah. many kings do you have you know <laughs> i'm just gonna call you a king i yeah. got a dude he can wear a crown yeah like, what is going on what does that even mean i read i read the queen's code by alison armstrong i love that thing and i'm still struggling with it mm. I, i'm like okay how do i be like when i'm with everybody else everyone's like why are you single and i'm like i don't know it's because mm. i don't bring this into like my power my vulnerability my thing to relationships so like that's the next thing i'm working on i'm working on it. i'm always yeah. working progress no, and, i think uh, and we all are right i mean i i heard this thing from my i, I think his name is God, I forget his name. I don't want to mess it up. But he talks about relationships. And he said, you know, um, instead of looking at a relationship like, you know, like, you're a good person. Like, are you a good person for me? Like, yeah. what do are you, you need? Match? Yeah. Or what do you need? And can I give you what you need? And then this is what I need. Can you give me what I need? And if not, then, hey, you know, you're a great person, but you're just not a great person for me. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, you're not I'll, that. I'll find somebody for you. I have yeah. girlfriends that need what you got. Yeah, totally. Like that's, and so many people just say they want, their ego gets involved where it's like, well, I want to, no, I want you. It's like, but mm. why? You don't know anything about me. Yeah. Like I had superficial. Like not not too long level. ago, but like, you're so amazing. I'm like, how do you know? You've just seen pictures. Because again, it's all surface level stuff, right? It's all surface level. You can attract me, but yeah. And that's right. Like I will be with a not as attractive man if he provides everything that my heart and my soul needs. Mm -hmm. Way more than than someone that's really good on the, that does not fill my love tank. Like Mm -hmm. I, and I'm responsible. And this is the thing too. Like I'm responsible for my own happiness. I don't need a man to make me happy, but I also don't need a man or people in my life. They're going to intentionally piss me off. Mm-hmm. And that's why people, Oh, I don't need a man to make me happy. Well, you also don't need a man that like, you got to fight more than like to keep your happiness. Like don't make it harder for me to keep yeah. my happiness tank <laughs> or my happiness get meter going, you know, like don't, mm-hmm. I don't, and I'm not here to make it hard for someone else. If it, 
if what I do or how I am with you is makes hurts you or upsets you all the time, then I'm not the one for you. Exactly. Because I also people, am not going to sit there and be someone different to try and make someone else happy. It's like, like no. and you shouldn't, right? People and people seem to forget that, you know, happiness is 100% our our own responsibility, right? Like mm -hmm. happiness is an inside job. We can't look to other people to make us happy. We have yeah. to make ourselves happy and put ourselves in those situations that we know are going to help us be happy and remove ourselves from those situations that are not. And yeah, yeah I felt more people need to hear that message. And, you know, we yeah. can go on all day. I mean, we, I know, we, but we, we got to talk. My, yeah. my friends are texting. They're no, I know. I mean, we're wrapping yeah. up and I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm only two hours late. Sorry. And, and uh, yeah, you know, so that's why I said, I know we can, we can sit here all day and, and, and continue this conversation. And I love it. And, and I think I relate to you on so many different levels and I feel like so many people will as well. And that's why I really wanted you on here. But, you know, mm -hmm. I want to I leave with this, with this last question. You know, if you can, with everything you've learned in corporate America and everything you learned in your life and everything you're doing now, if mm -hmm. you could impart one piece of knowledge, you know, one quote or one anything to anybody listening to us or anybody listening to you in the future, you know, what would mm -hmm. that message be? Oh, man, I have so many. But the one that just keeps, keeps popping in to say is learn more about yourself and trust yourself because there's no one outside of you that's going to give you what you need. And, and why I say that is I can look to model people and like, look out and like, Oh, wow. I really like, Oh, I can see that and relate because relatability and connection, like connecting with other people. I learned so much, but, but at the end of the day, it's what's inside of me that's moving me forward and allowing myself to trust me to move forward. Because for so many years, I, look for outside validation if I was doing something right yeah and I and I still do I catch myself all the time like well I don't I'm 46 years old I do not need to know if my mom like you know what I mean I mm. my mom loves me and she's gonna support whatever I do I don't need her acceptance hey is this good is this good is this good but yeah. to just to trust myself and 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 that and also and I'm I know you said one thing but the other thing is don't be afraid to ask for help to get you there because you're literally it's like a baby you're expecting a baby like hey we'll just walk dude like mm -hmm. like you hold the baby and you help yeah. them like learn how to walk and then all of a sudden they walk you know we've always we've started out that way we didn't just start talking because we started talking we we're mama say mama say mama mm -hmm. you know like we help guide them until they start getting their own way so I'm super grateful for my team that uh, my team of angels that just came my way that definitely something way higher than me put in front of my front of me between friends and coaches and guides and like just people to look at like that, that would pop in apparently yeah. like Mel Robbins and Gabby Bernstein's and all them like they put them in my life for me to listen to a message so like invest in yourself there and yeah and just take what you feel is good and keep it and just discard the rest because you you don't need to be like someone else to be yourself so very true that's another really cool that. quote that's... we need a friend we need a, we need a oh don't we worry about it they'll, they'll yeah, be there i'm gonna have to listen to this and write this shit down because <laughs> there you go so <laughs> anyway, how can sorry, people reach you. out to you i know you said helpmedonna.com um what are your handles how can people reach out to you if they want to hear yeah more? So if you want to learn more about the ketone business, I have two different ones on Instagram because to me, they're two different worlds for me, but, mm -hmm. um, your keto gal, come follow me. I post stuff on there all the time. 
um, you can even message me there on Instagram or you can, um, the Donna Jackson, like me, Donna Jackson, uh, mm -hmm. that's my other Instagram. That's where okay. more of my inspirational, more of my, if I post something on there, uh, like I literally saw it and was like, Oh my God, I got to share it. So it mm -hmm. comes really from my heart. It's me. And it's me writing you back, not some bot. Um, or some person I, I hired, I've even thought about outsourcing. I'm like, I just can't yet. I'm not ready to let go. Um, and then honestly, if you want to just talk to me, I'm still at that stage where I just love to connect with people. So you can just even email me at Donna at the Donna Jackson.com. Um, that is probably the best way to just say, Hey, I want to set up a call and just talk. Um, awesome. I would love to take 15, 30 minutes. And like, if we need more time than that, we'll figure that out then, but even 30 minute phone call. Um, and then if you're interested in the 10 day, that's the helpmedonna.com. And when you sign up there, there's an opt-in thing. You'll even get my whole cheat sheet. I literally downloaded what I use onto a piece of paper and you get that for free. So basically it's my cheat sheet on how to do an event from beginning to end. If you're not ready to try and just work with me the 10 days, you can even just get the cheat sheet and see how you do. So awesome. that's it. And then that way you're in my you're in my awesome mailing list and you'll hear all about everything I create as I go along. So it's a really cool go. way to keep, keep tabs of what gets created because like I said, everything just starts flowing when I'm taking care of me. So who knows what's going to happen in Vegas. I knew that was going to fall. Um, what's happening, you know, who knows what's going to happen in Vegas and you know, what's going to get created and we'll go yeah. from there. So, we'll be by. so I appreciate yay. your time. Like always great conversation always. and uh, yeah, look forward to it. So, Again, yeah. thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Most definitely. Well, we'll right. talk soon. Yeah. Bye-bye. That concludes another episode of Conversations with a Friend. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this podcast. I hope you enjoyed your time with us. Until next time, keep the conversation going.